Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lucky's Peach Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, the Lucky Peach. Today it is Cult of the Month, and it's a special Cult of the Month. Uh, if you're new here, Cult of the Month is uh, the second Tuesday of every month where I review a, a cult classic film or a film that has a cult following. Uh, the definition of what makes a cult film a cult film is up in the air. In past episodes, it has uh, it, it has perplexed me. I've just I'm done questioning that. It, it it's just it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, yeah. But today is also um, a birthday choice. Woo 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 woo. We didn't have we didn't have one uh, in in February, but that's okay. Cause I don't I don't really. I don't really know if I have if I know people with February birthdays. Anyways, we we just we have one in February, and that's okay. But we have another one now. So finally back after I don't know how long. <laughs> you can't get rid of him. It's birthday boy who's now too old for Leonardo DiCaprio, Raul. <laughs> yep, yep. Too old for Leonardo DiCaprio, and also too old for Drake. You know, what's it called? At this point, it's just I'm getting too old for everybody else. And uh, yeah, special message to Criterion: Fuck y'all for making the flash sale today. Truthfully, fuck is it y'all. today? Yeah, what's it called? It's gonna go live at twelve. But just what's it called? Uh, yeah, today's your flash sale today. So fuck y'all so much. Uh, I don't have a goddamn cent to my name that I can use for myself. So fuck y'all. Oh shit! You shouldn't yeah, have told me that. It's to be twelve. It's about. It's gonna go live at twelve. I just. I'm preparing because uh, I still have that gift card from when they fucked up um, Citizen Kane. Um. Uh, any, anyway, <laughs> that broke me. Anyways. That broke me too. First thing in the morning when I wake up, I'm looking at my rumor mill and. They're like, yeah, it's gonna go live at twelve, and I'm like, oh, you son of a fuck, fucking you, y'all would do this shit, because last year they didn't do it, or not last year, last month they didn't do it. It's like, oh, they yeah. didn't go live last month. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll get a, a Venmo at some point today. All it takes is twenty bucks, Kings. I, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you will. Not for me, because I already got you a gift, and because I, I don't have, I'm. T- I have money to, to spend on myself, but I don't have money to share right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I'm going to actually try to watch Wild at Heart today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was going to be like, don't tweet that I got it yet. And then you never did, so I just never told you to do it because I was going to tweet that video. Yeah. Well, I'm actually saving to show it. What's it called? Uh, I'm going to make a collection update once my Irreversible gets here. Yeah. On the Blu-rays that I didn't show off on the last video. So I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna show it off on my collection update. I'm gonna straight up just text you the video so that you have it. Oh yeah, that fucking video is amazing. I, I shit you not. I don't think it's ever gonna get better than that. I made it at like <laughs> two a.m. a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. It was a week ago because I remember it was like my coworker's birthday. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Also, I think this is the first episode in a while where I've been able to talk at full volume. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, it's been a minute since I've been able to talk at full volume. I mean, yeah, I'm sure yeah. I could. I just don't want to. Yeah, I was noticing on past episodes, like, man, what, what, why are you going like a little like quiet here? <laughs> yeah. And, like, oh, and then shit. you hear me getting pissed off that. Uh, I'm hearing too much noise in the background. Yeah. I don't even know if most of that noise came through in that one. I don't know which one it was. Yeah. I don't know if all that noise came through. All I know is I was just very angry about it. Yeah. It's all good. At least today you can be full volume. Yes. Today I can. Today I can. Which... 
you know what i was just i was gonna be like i'll save it for after no i'm gonna tell it now i don't care so because you know my family's fucking weird <sighs> you know that show nypd blue from like the 90s nope yeah i didn't know what it was either but whatever <laughs> so um uh apparently they um showed like the first full ass um on network tv mm -hmm. and what makes it funny is my dad made it a big deal like he read about it, that it was going to happen in the paper that day and he was like he came home from work all excited <laughs> so what oh he just like me <laughs> and so me and my brother looked it up and it's not even that interesting <laughs> it changed his life forever legit <laughs> legit it's like it's it's just him taking a shower <laughs> and his ass shows <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing I was like what the fuck is wrong with him oh my god it's funny yeah. my dad's a loser but <laughs> damn imagine if you would have seen this movie huh oh jesus oh lord <laughs> oh yeah i thought about this a specific scene in this movie huh <laughs> i'm like what the fuck i don't think it was forever. the first I don't think it was even the first like actual case of nudity on TV. It was, just, but it was like a big deal for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, no, yeah. Today, today, uh, we were talking about a far more uh, risque <laughs> film <laughs> uh, from *Dust Till Dawn* by Robert Rodriguez, written by Quentin Tarantino. But the story was by Robert Kurtzman. Oh, it's a bald white man. Uh, produced by uh, Gianni Nunari and Mir Tepper. Uh, cinematography by Guillermo Navarro. Uh, edited by Robert Rodriguez. The music is by Graham Ravel. Uh, um... Unfortunately, it was distributed by Miramax. Unfortunately. Um, it was released January 17th, 1996. Uh, it is 108 minutes. Uh, so it is a 1996 American hor action horror film directed by Robert Rodriguez and written by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, the plot follows... Oh, wait. No, no, no. We get into that later. We'll get into that later. I get caught up in reading and then I never know when to stop myself. And then I'm like in the middle of recording. I'm like, no, 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 wait, I need to save that for later. Yep. Uh, yeah. So the film was released 1996, received mixed reviews from critics. Uh, after enjoying financial success at the box office from *Dust Till Dawn, has since become a cult film and spawned a media franchise of sequel films, a video game, and other media adaptations. So, the plot goes, Fugitive bank robber brothers Seth and Richie Gecko hold up a liquor store, killing clerk Pete Bottoms and Texas Ranger Earl McGraw in a shootout. They inadvertently destroy the building as they leave. At an inn room where they are hiding out, Seth returns from getting food to find Richie has raped and murdered a bank clerk they had taken hostage, much to his anger. Jacob Fuller, a pastor experiencing a crisis of faith brought on by the death of his wife, is on vacation with his teenage children, Scott and Kate, in their RV. They stop at the inn and are kidnapped by the geckos who forced the Fullers to smuggle them over the Mexican border. In Mexico, they arrive at the Titty Twister... <laughs> I didn't realize that was what it was called. A strip club in the <laughs> desert where the geckos will be met by their contact, Carlos, at dawn. Carlos will escort them to sanctuary at El Rey, a place of safety for fugitives from justice whose admission fee is 30% of everything they have. 
When Richie complains to Seth that this is too high, Seth tells him it is non-negotiable. During a bar fight, the bar employees reveal themselves as vampires and kill most of the patrons. Richie is bitten by a stripper, uh, Santanico Pandemonium. That was her name? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. I didn't know that. Uh, and dies, but Seth manages to kill her by shooting at a chandelier above her that impales her. Only Seth, Jacob, Kate, Scott, and a biker named Sex Machine and Frost, a Vietnam veteran, survive. The others are reborn as vampires, including Richie, forcing the survivors to kill them all. When an army of vampires in bat form assembles outside, the survivors lock themselves inside, but Sex Machine is bitten, becomes a vampire, and bites Frost and Jacob. Frost throws Sex Machine <laughs> through the window, allowing the vampires to enter while Frost turns into a vampire. Seth, Kate, and Scott escape to a storeroom, followed shortly by an injured but still alive Jacob, brandishing a shotgun. In the storeroom, they fashion weapons from truck cargo the vampires have looted from past victims, including a stake mounted on a pneumatic drill, a crossbow, and holy water, which requires Jacob to recover his faith to bless. Jacob, knowing he will soon become a vampire, makes Scott and Kate promise to kill him when he changes. The group makes their final assault on the undead. Sex Machine mutates into a large rat-like creature and attacks Seth, but is killed. Jacob becomes a vampire, but Scott hesitates to kill him, allowing Jacob to bite him. Scott hits Jacob with holy water and shoots him. Scott is overwhelmed by vampires who begin to devour him. He begs for death, and Kate shoots him. As vampires surround Kate and Seth, streams of morning light enter through bullet holes in the building, making the vampires back away. Carlos arrives, and his bodyguards blast open the door, letting in the sunlight, which kills the vampires. Uh, Seth chastises Carlos for his poor choice of meeting place and negotiates a smaller tribute for his admission to El Rey. Kate asks Seth if, he if she can go with him to El Rey, but he refuses, apparently concerned for her safety, leaving her with some cash. Kate drives away in the RV, leaving the titty twister behind, which is revealed to be the top of an eight-level, partially buried Aztec temple. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I went into this blind. I thought it was going to be an action movie, like just a straightforward action movie. I didn't know. I didn't know there were going to be titty twisters and temples and and vampires vampires yeah but i was i was pleasantly surprised because like i i i was not expecting that from from these two from rodriguez and tarantino definitely not tarantino mm -hmm. you kind of get the idea because like at first the film doesn't have a supernatural feel to it at all like you know, it, it it looks like it's gonna be your standard bank heist film, and it's gonna be like, okay, they just gotta get to Mexico, and they're gonna drink, and they're gonna, you know, it's gonna end. And uh, it's when I first watched it, that climb, that what's it called, that twist really does like surprise you, and uh, it hits you out of nowhere. Like you're like, one second, one second, Salma Hayek is doing like, like sh I shit you not, I like froze and was watching her. During that dance, like I was frozen, and then yeah, yeah. the next thing I know, she's turned into a vampire. And I'm like, "What the fuck? What is what? Like, yeah, what? Because <laughs> up until that point, everything is straightforward action movie, and I'm like, "What the fuck is?" So I was like, "What the fuck is this?" At first, like I thought it was gonna be bad, but no, it was actually good. <laughs> no, it's really good, and uh... yeah. Yeah, you can really feel Robert Rodriguez's style. This is like this is one of my like, this is actually my second favorite uh, from Robert Rodriguez. My first favorite is a uh, Desperado, but what's it called? Uh, he he. This movie is fucking awesome. I mean, it's it's this one is... that's like, you know, at, at first you're like, oh, this is just gonna go a certain way. And when it gets to that twist, it really surprises you, and it's like action packed, but also like really like tender at moments and stuff. But it's it's just it's fucking awesome movie. It's it's. Like, it's definitely, like, a, like, you can tell it's a big combo between him and Tarantino. Like, it's for sure his directing and Tarantino's writing 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mainly and because Tarantino of how, 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 like, disgusting it is, the writing. <laughs> That's how you know Tarantino wrote that shit. Yeah. 
the whole pussy lovers what's it called the that and like even just in the beginning him having a hole in it through his palm like that's that's his writing 100 percent. yeah you can tell it's his writing and like yeah. all the all the times where like kate and stuff it's like what's it called uh Hey Richie, want to eat my? Can you want? Can you eat my pussy out? And he's like, and I was like, oh, that's fucking, that's fucking Quentin Tarantino's writing. Like it's yeah, and even even it. him playing Richie, that's his writing. Like him being like, such so, such a like stuck up head ass, but also like when it comes to him being like, so do you actually want to do that thing that you asked me mm-hmm. to do? He's like too like for you. coy about it. He's just like, yeah. do, so do you want me to do? It? And she's like, "What? Well, I don't know what I say. That thing that you." <laughs> yeah. I should know he also traded the N word out for for Spick on the, in this film. He did. I didn't even notice. When he uh, gets put in the restroom because of the border patrol agents, he's like, "Oh, to hell with those Spick pigs!" Oh, uh, of course he did. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. At this point, you expect. Is writing yeah. When, when, yeah, when I hear those words in movies, my mind goes blank. Like, I don't I'll let myself think on it. Yeah, no, I, mean, I don't allow like, myself it's, to it's hear them. I just head empty as soon as the word gets said. I'm just like, because yeah. I don't, I don't allow myself to hear it at all. Um, for no reason other than I just don't want to. Anyways, yeah. so the cast, uh, Apparently, there's all uh, this is how you know that it's got a franchise because there's a hyperlink on Wikipedia for another whole list of every character. <laughs> but <laughs> just for this movie, uh, um, Harvey Keitel as Jacob Fuller, mm-hmm. uh, George Clooney as Seth Gecko, which uh, that one I was like, what? Yeah. Especially when it started getting weird. When it started getting weird and like the writing was starting to get very Tarantino, I was like, oh, Clooney. Uh, (laughs) He's actually really good. Uh, Quentin Tarantino as Richie Gecko. Juliette Lewis as Catherine Fuller. Uh, Ernest Liu as Scott Fuller. Um, uh, Salma Hayek as uh, Santanico Pandemonium. Uh, Cheech Marin as border guard slash Chet Pussy <laughs> slash Carlos. Uh, Danny Trejo as Razor Charlie. Um, Tom Savini as Sex Machine. Uh, Fred Williamson as Frost. Michael Parks as the Texas Ranger. Uh, John Saxon as an FBI agent. Mark Lawrence as a motel owner. Uh, uh, Kelly Preston as a news person, uh, and Tito and Tarantula as the Titty Twister house band. <laughs> yep, which they did a good job, they, they got some good music. <laughs> they did, like, no lie. This movie was genuinely like perfect. Um, this is, I don't know if this is a hot take, though. This has nothing to do with this movie in particular. I don't like Juliet Lewis. I don't even think I've ever seen Julia Lewis in anything else but this movie. No, you have. And what? Ma. Oh, uh, no, I never seen Ma. Oh, really? Hell no, I haven't seen Ma. Did you ever see Gilbert Grape? Yes. Yeah, she's the she's the girl in Gilbert Grape. Oh, yeah, she's nothing to write home about. Yeah, I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of her. Even in this movie, she's not that great. Like, you know, everybody else is kind of doing a better job than her. Yeah. She, I'm not, what did I see her in that came out this past, it was either this year or last year. I don't know. I just saw her in something. Oh, shit. All right. Here we go. What was it? I just, oh, never mind. The last movie first that I saw was Ma. Like most recent, what was it then? I just watched something with her in it, and it it wasn't this. It was something else. I don't remember. I don't know. Oh, it was due date. That's what it was. <laughs> My brother made me watch due date with him. I like the I like the part in that movie where they're like tripping balls and shit. 
But uh, uh, anyways, yeah, she's not anything to write home about in this film. Like she's not that great. Everybody she's also she's also a Scientologist. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Um, her acting show, like, I don't know what it is. Like, people who are in the Church of Scientology, their acting style is all the same, in a way. Yeah. Their acting is all similar. But anyways, uh, so, um, there's not much about the production. But anyways, uh, so, it was conceived by Robert Kurtzman, who hired Tarantino to write the script as his first paid writing assignment. Oh, shit. Uh, Universal Pictures originally considered Tarantino's screenplay as the follow-up to Demon Knight and the second in a proposed Tales from the Crypt film trilogy, but ultimately produced another vampire film, Bordello of Blood, instead. I've never heard of any of these fucking movies. No. Okay, wait. Demon Knight has Jada Pinkett in it. And Thomas Hayden Church. What? Damn. Tales from the Crypt. Oh, that's just a whole fucking thing. Bordello of Blood. That's not anyone I know of. Anyways, so um, the El Rey Hideout. Okay, okay this just it's Wikipedia. This article is not very organized. So it says production, and then it says references to other titles. That's I would not consider that. I mean, that is a kind of a production yeah. note, but like that's not an actual production note. Anyways, but it says uh, the El Rey hideout in Mexico was borrowed from the getaway 1958 crime, crime novel. Uh, Orma became a recurring character in Rodriguez and Tarantino's works, later appearing in Kill Bill, Planet Terror, and Death Proof. Chango Beer and Sex Machines, Cod Peace Gun are references to Rodriguez's 1990 film Desperado. Seth also returns to the hotel with Big Kahuna bur Burgers which were used in Pulp Fiction and mentioned in mm -hmm. Death Proof. Seth Gecko also says the line, All right, Ramblers, let's get rambling, a quote from Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs. Scott's t-shirt decoration reads Precinct 13, a reference to John Carpenter's 1976 film Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah, those are, those are fucking Easter eggs, not... Yeah, those are production notes. Um... This is a production note. So, as with many of Rodriguez's films, uh, From Dust Tales On employed a non-union production crew, which is unusual for a production with a budget above $15 million. Yeah. That's kind of shitty. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, break, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the, I'm pretty sure they got paid, though. They got paid. No, yeah. No, I wonder if it's non-union in the way of, like, they're, like, us. Like they're starting mm -hmm. out and they can't afford to pay union dues, or if yeah. it's just like straightforward, he hired non-union people, yeah. so he wouldn't have to. Also, deal with I wonder union. if it has anything to do with the fact that they probably shot this a bit in Mexico. That could be it. Yeah, I'm surprised there aren't any actual fucking production notes. I'm annoyed now. Yeah, I mean, I like the film stock they use. I'm pretty sure they use like Kodak, and that shit looked great, man. What's it called? All those like colors popping and shit and you know like the blood looking like really red like it's it wasn't awesome. it wasn't too yellow no not too no of course when they get when it gets made by a mexican you know damn well it's not gonna look like that <laughs> no orange hues it was not yellow uh anyways uh so from dust till dawn had its world premiere on january 17 1996 on its first week, the film grossed uh, about $10 million in the United States, making it the highest grossing film of the week. The next week, the film fell to third, uh, and it grossed around $5 million. Uh, uh, so overall, it grossed um, about $25 million in the U.S. and about $33.5 internationally for a worldwide gross of uh, about $59 million. Uh, on May 1st, 1996, the film was banned in Ireland. The Irish Film Censor Board had Seamus Smith cited its irresponsible and totally gratuitous violence, which he felt was particularly untimely in the wake of the then-recent Dunblin and Port Arthur massacres. On January 27, 2004, the video release was passed with an 18 certificate. Don't know what an 18 certificate is, but also I'm just I'm not... It's their rating system. Oh, okay, okay. 
Yeah. I'm not. Oh. Remember oh, all those okay. Legion B? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I was like, look over there. I keep doing that shit where I like look off camera. I was looking at my stack of the, the region whatevers. Um, yeah. So on, on Rotten Tomatoes uh, has 62% with an average rating of 5.99 out of 10. Uh, the website's consensus reads, quote, a pulpy crime drama vampire film hybrid from Dust Till Dawn is an uneven but often deliriously enjoyable B-movie, end quote. Uh, on Metacritic, it has a score of 48 out of 100 uh, with mixed or average reviews. Uh, and on CinemaScore, it has an average grade of B-. minus. Roger Ebert. Woo! The podcast's least favorite person who I think I only agreed with once. <laughs> <laughs> Gave the film three out of four stars and described it as, quote, a skillful meat and potatoes ex action extravaganza with some added meat touches, end quote. Actually, make that two times. Um, in a review for the New York Times, Janet Maslin wrote, quote, the latter part of From Dust Till Dawn is so relentless that it's as if a spigot has been turned on and then broken. Though some of the tricks are entertainingly staged, obviously. What the fuck? Uh, the film loses its ever, its clever edge when its action heats up so gruesomely and exploitatively that there's no time for talk, end quote. Shut up. Entertainment Weekly gave the film a B rating, and Owen Gleiberman wrote, quote, Rodriguez and Tarantino have taken the let-em-eat-trash cynicism of modern corporate movie-making and repackaged it as junk-conscious attitude. And from Dust Till Dawn, they put on such a show of cooking up popcorn that they make pandering to the audience seem hip, end quote. Fuck you. However, in his review for the Washington Post, Destin Howe wrote, quote, the movie which treats you with contempt for even watching it is a monument to its own lack of imagination. It's a triumph. Lack of imagination. Anyways, it's a triumph of vile over content, mindless nihilism posing as hipness, end quote. Fuck you. Uh, Cinefantastique magazine's Steve Biodrowski or Biodrowski wrote, quote, whereas one might reasonably have expected that the combo of Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez would yield a critical mass of nuclear proportions, instead of an atomic fireball's worth of entertainment, we get a long fuse, quite a bit of fizzle, and a rather minor blast, end quote. Fuck you. In his review for the San Francisco Chronicle, Mick LaSalle called the film, quote, an ugly, unpleasant criminals on the lamb film that midway turns into a boring and completely repellent vampire comedy if it's not one of the worst films of 1996 it will have been one miserable miserable year end quote fuck you in mark savlov's review for the austin chronicle he wrote quote fans of merchant ivory will do well to steer clear of rodriguez's new newest opus but both action and horror film fans have caused for celebration after what seems like a particularly long splatter drought this is horror with a wink and a nod to drive-in theaters and sweaty backseats this is how it's done end quote but yeah, that's exactly how it's done. I mean, they yeah. both of them are into that thing. They're like both into that. They literally made they love grindhouse films. Literally grindhouse. Yeah. So like, what's it called? It's up their alley, and it's it's their forte. And what's it called? Uh, you can tell that there's a lot of love behind this movie because what's it called? It just shows like in all the style. Something I always find interesting is that Robert Rodriguez makes his movies that are like high budget even look like they're low budget films. Like they don't really look that beautiful. And shit. Even and Alita. What, yeah. yeah, even Alita. Exactly, even Alita. Yeah. Big ass eyes and shit. Yeah. <laughs> love Alita. I love Alita and her her Chad that she did everything for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, what's it called? Of course, thank you to Robert Rodriguez because he gave us the sexiest scene to ever be put on a film. Oh, I, oh. I didn't think anything could make me any more gay. <laughs> it was one of those yep. things where I was like kind of distracted doing other things because a lot of times when I watch movies on my computer, if it's if it's in, if it's in English, I'll multitask and get work done while I'm watching the movie. So I was doing that, and then she comes on screen, and I'm like, straight up, just frozen, just stopped everything, and was frozen. And I was mm -hmm. like, 
holy shit and then the only the only thing that got me to like not be frozen anymore was when he when she put her foot in tarantino's mouth and i was like okay okay this is a tarantino movie yeah okay (laughs) that was him that's his writing there we go yep my man was harder than the diamond in the rough when she did that i bet like just like i mean like this movie is so like the writing is so overwhelmingly tarantino the second that she's like locked eyes on him i'm like okay he he put that in there for himself and then she puts her foot in his mouth and i'm like okay okay all right all right all right q okay what the yep. fuck it's very yeah. it gives it gives very much uh lin-manuel miranda writing broadway musicals and then making himself the lead even though mm-hmm. he can't sing yeah but at least quinn can act <laughs> that that like he can actually act it's it's like a softer version of this also i'm sorry to anyone watching the video on patreon patreon.com slash like a peach um the headphones my new headphones make my head hurt if i wear my glasses with them so i'm trying to figure out a way to wear my glasses that doesn't hurt my head yeah mine too so i look like an idiot yeah. But I'm choosing comfort over pain right now, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, custom awards. Woo! Uh, one, George Clooney won Best Actor at the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Uh, he also won uh, Best Breakthrough Performance at the MTV Movie Awards. I, what? I wouldn't consider this a breakthrough for him. Like, he was our, was he? He was what? like really far into his career already, I think. Yeah, I was like, what? He hasn't he been acting for like? Hold on, let me see. Nineteen since nineteen seventy eight, he's been acting. So I wouldn't call that. I mean, there are some actors who get their breakthrough like later in life, like like a like a Christoph Waltz, but like I wouldn't say this is George Clooney's breakthrough. Anyways, I digress. No. I digress. Uh. He also won Best Actor at the Saturn Awards, and also at the Saturn Awards, the film won Best Horror Film, and it was nominated for Best Makeup, uh, Best Director, Best Supporting Actress for Juliette Lewis, and uh, Best Writing for Tarantino, and then both Tarantino and Keitel were nominated for Best Supporting Actor uh, at the Razzies. Uh, Tarantino was nominated for Worst Supporting Actor, and he was also nominated for Worst Supporting Actor at the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. But he's not even that bad. He's not even that bad. He's not. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, he is a very mediocre actor. But in this movie in particular, he's good. Like, yeah. his 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 very okay level of acting is perfect for this movie. Um, so, also, uh, the soundtrack... Which also has its own fucking article. Uh, it features mainly Texas Blues uh, by ZZ Top and uh, Stevie Ray and Jimmy Vaughn. Uh, the Chicago rock band Tito and Tarantula, who, portray- who portrayed the band in the Twitty Titty Twister, appears on the soundtrack as well. The film's score is by Graham Ravel. Uh, Dark Knight by the Blasters plays over the film's opening and closing credits. I will say the best song in that whole fucking soundtrack is the one that plays over Salma. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that song so much. I love it. It went so well with whatever what she, what she was doing. Yep. It's like it's like tied, if not better, than that one Britney Spears performance with the snake. I can't remember that at all. <laughs> it was like one of the, it was like an award show where she has the snake on her and she's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, th- those are the only two times that I know of a, a person a having snake. a snake on them and performing half naked. Yeah. I usually get really, what's it called, anxious at the sight of a snake. But in that scene, I wasn't, I wasn't worried one bit about that snake. There are times where, like, you look at an animal on a in a film, and you just know that the handler was like good with them and like respected them mm-hmm. and treated them good. Because mm-hmm. that's a that's a big thing in film, and that's just also a big thing 
in life in general is you know treat mm-hmm. animals with fucking respect and they will behave mm-hmm. yeah but any snakes just get the fuck away from me uh yeah we, that's how we respect each other just don't get close to me snakes and i'm good um yeah and uh i also like that how they what they call they kept bring, like they kind of remind you the ways that vampires can die you know the stake through the heart you know what they call the sharp they went through going it. through the yeah they yeah. went through every single yeah and they ended up being the sunlight which killed them all at the end <laughs> i just got a bunch of emails Good. and this is also like the second time that i've noticed where like Robert Rodriguez uses a lot of those Aztec temples and shit. Because he does it too in what's it called? Uh, Planet Terror? Yeah, in Planet Terror, he does it too. But uh, with what's it called? In this one, he does it. And I'm like, it's just, it, it's what he loves. And he, he likes all that mytho- mythological shit. So, what's it called? That made it yeah. That made it hit different. Yeah, yeah. Because you realize, like like, one... oh, it's not the last of them. Yeah, more. I think in the wrong hands, that could have looked really fucked up and disrespectful. But in his hands, it looked like, oh shit, there's more. There's more, yeah. Because it does, it 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 does, in a way, tie into some of the history mm-hmm. of it. Not, not in the vampire sense. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like in the religious sacrifice sense. Yeah, there's just gonna be more. And I think that's his way of being like, all right make this one if y'all ever want to make sequels here you go here's your setup for the here's sequels. here's the grounds for it yeah he's like but i'm i'm, I'm out because he doesn't <laughs> even direct any of the sequels he doesn't no he doesn't oh my god they're all straight to video i think he does the show he did a show what's it called uh, on the yeah. LA network but you know the, what's it called? The, the sequels two and three. Yeah, they're not done by him. I've never watched. Oh the my god! Oh wait, never mind. I was about to lose my fucking mind. Uh, I thought. No. Okay. So the se- the second sequel or the first sequel. Um. Mm-hmm. Also he doesn't even. Them. Also doesn't even have George Clooney in it. But no, uh, none of them. Um, it was directed by Scott Spiegel, and the reason I was about to lose my shit. It's I thought, <laughs> I th- no, 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 not even that. I thought it was going to be Spike Jones. Spike Jones. Oh, that's funny. Because <laughs> that's his, that's his, like, legal last name is Spiegel. I oh, forgot what funny. his legal first name is, but yeah, no, literally Spike Jones is, is Spike Spiegel. Because <laughs> <laughs> his stage name is Spike, but his legal last name is Spiegel. Um... So yeah, so From Dust Till Dawn was followed by two direct-to-video installments, a sequel from Dust Till Dawn 2, Texas Blood Money in 99, and a prequel from Dust Till Dawn 3, The Hangman's Daughter in 2000. I, that, it's a prequel, but it's called 3. Fuck you. For, that was I hate poorly, when they do that. That was Fuck poorly you, planned. That was very yeah. poorly planned. That's like how in the UK, uh, Lion King 1 and a half is called Lion King 3. When it takes, drum. it literally it takes place in between the first two, two, the one and two, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They were both poorly received by critics, obviously. Uh, Danny Trejo is the only actor to appear in all three. Um, Fuck yeah! Although Michael Parks appears in uh, the first and third, um, and Rodriguez Tarantino and Lawrence Bender serve as producers on all three. Uh, in March 2014, a television series inspired by the films premiered on the El Rey Network, produced and directed by Rodriguez. The show was intended to explore and expand on the character's story and story from the film, providing a wider scope and richer Aztec mythology. Uh, the series ended production in 2016 with Deadline Hollywood reporting that the actors have been released from their contracts as of October 31st, 2016. I'm going to look into that because, like, this like this really does have like one of those things where you're like, oh shit, no, I do want to learn the lore behind it. I, I want to do. I want mm-hmm. to. I, I want to see some more vampires. Yeah. Yep. And that's why it kind of makes it shitty that the the other two films didn't work out. 
Yeah, but you know, at least at least he worked like producing and writing them. But you know, what's it called? I feel like they would have been a lot more like you know they would have had a lot more of a hit if Rodriguez would have made them. But also at the time, he just you know there was no interest in writing working on those. Yeah, yeah, he was on to better things. He was so wrapping up is what's it called? Uh, Once upon a time in Mexico. <laughs> true. So. Um, I gave this film four and a half peaches out of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my review is uh, didn't know I could get any gayer until Selma came on screen. <laughs> yeah, mine is yeah, I, I too have it at four and a half peaches out of five. In yeah, my... and your review on Letterbox reads, Robert Rodriguez is a motherfucking legend. Vampires and humans fighting against each other? What else can you ask for yeah exactly Um, and then i'm trying to keep with the past theme of reading random reviews on letterbox um yeah i've been doing that and it's it's been pissing me off because i go through i like think i'm gonna find a good one and then it's like a whole essay and i'm like i'm not reading that yeah i'm not fucking reading all that (laughs) Oh, oh, here, here's a good one. So, well, this isn't actually, this one's just a jokey one by Zara. Uh, they gave it three and a half stars and said, Tarantino's foot fetish was taken to levels of extremity that I wish I could unsee. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we all wish we could unsee that. Um, um, yeah, I'm trying to find like a review about the film itself. Um. Uh, a lot of them say zero to one hundred in five seconds. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Here we go. From Hector. Let me see if there's pronouns. No, there's not. Okay. Uh, they gave the film four and a half stars, or as peaches. Um, I've been wanting to watch this film for years now. I finally did it first time in twenty twenty. Instead, I thought this would be like just like Pulp Fiction. I did too. Uh, the twist was even greater. This is incredible. The best thing about this movie is that nobody talks about this movie. It's kind of true. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna try to find a bad review, but there aren't that many. Most of them are like three and up. Oh, uh, I, on my friends list, there's somebody who gave it like a one star. <laughs> sometimes I'll like go through and filter it, but I um I don't feel like doing it. Uh. Okay, here we go. From, uh, oh, oh, I don't like their username. From Bombs Fall. <laughs> I don't like that username. Anyways, uh, they gave it two and a half stars. Uh, and they said, the haircuts on our two leads here have not been seen since 1998. Well, yeah, the movie's from the 90s. Uh, I don't actually think this is very good, but hey, the FX team clearly had a good time here, huh? I did enjoy how Tom Savini is portrayed as having cat-like agility and reflexes. <laughs> that was too lighthearted. I need some. I need some shit that I can get mad about. Let's see if I can find one. I need a bad letterbox review that I can get pissed off about. Because <laughs> I do that. I really do that. Um, let me find the one that isn't two words. Um, on, man. Y'all, so, y'all sometimes just don't even put anything on here, man. <laughs> y'all just put like, it gets stupid. It's ass. It's bad. It's trash. Garbage. No, say something that pisses me off. Uh, here's one. Oh. Um. Uh, here's one from James, uh, who watched it last December. Uh, they gave it a half a star and said, complete mm-hmm. and utter tripe. They used the word tripe. Uh, enjoyed the first half hour and then felt the most uncontrollable urge to switch it off to the rest. If this film was released today, it would be laughed out of the box office. Uh, found- that's debatable. I found one. Look, 
Rob probably says, maybe I would have liked it more if I was in the right mood. But anyone who gives who gives who gives this four stars or more definitely has a foot fetish. I am not nah. kidding. I'm just stating the fact. He watched it yesterday too, by the way. <laughs> I think you have a foot fetish if you're trying to I think you're projecting. Dude, projecting. I think you're I think, I think you're, projecting. you're projecting. I think yeah. Yeah. Because you know what they say, you know what they say about kinks, you know, you start making fun of them, and then next thing you know, you're into them. You're into them. You find out that all that time you were just projecting. Yeah, which is why I don't just, I don't talk about furries anymore. So this is why, yeah, that's why I just don't acknowledge feet. I don't like them. I will say I don't like feet. I hate them. And that's, I leave it at the door. I leave it there. Because they disgust uh, me. But yeah, apparently Rachel and I have foot fetishes now. According Ugh. to Rob, probably. Oh, I skipped a whole Oh, but there's, it's nothing. It's about the video game. Uh, video game, uh, the same name was released for Windows in 2001. <laughs> it is based on events that transpire directly after the end of the film. Do you remember, like, actually, no, I can't say do you remember because they still exist. The PC games, and it's just a little box. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. box with, like, a CD in it. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I can't even say, do you remember? Because they actually still exist if you go to Walmart. But I think they're only at Walmart. Yeah, I'm going to check Steam if they have this game. And I'm going to look at the video. See if, I'm going to Google yeah. it right now. <laughs> yeah. That's what I know. That's still on uh, videos. I, I ain't going to even lie. I wonder if it's going to look like Sonic. Or some shit. Um... I don't want the Wikipedia page. Where can I play it? I don't want the trailer. Where can I play it? Uh, you can buy it on Amazon. I think it is on Steam, actually. Oh, no, you can't buy it on Amazon. Probably get it on eBay. Um, it's labeled oh, it as a like shooter it. game. Oh, my God. Shopping. Let me go to this shopping. Be on oh, it is on Steam. Awesome. It is? It's on Steam. How much is it? Six ninety nine. Six ninety nine, dude. That's a steal. Oh my god! It was released on January twenty first, twenty twenty two. Probably just were like, oh shit, people want to play this game. <laughs> kind of like how they only recently um, brought back uh, the Scott Pilgrim game. Like last year yeah. or two years ago, whenever that was. Oh mm -hmm. man, the Blu-ray is only ten bucks. Mm -hmm. I would hold off though. I think what's it called? Rodriguez is working on a new restoration of this one. It's oh, been nice. rumored. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Any any final thoughts? I can see this movie. Like multiple times, and I never get tired of it. I love this movie. It's, it's one I, of my favorites of all time. I'm surprised this movie hasn't had a renaissance. Yeah, I mean, like I think every time, like with the Cold Rodriguez is in the limelight, like you know, with Boba Fett, everybody kind of brings up from Dust Dawn. I think everybody just brings up that scene, the semi scene. That's it. But like, it's one of his best movies. I have, I that reminded me. Because uh, I have a tarot deck that's like movies, and mm -hmm. each card is a different character from a movie, and one of them is Salma Hayek from, from <laughs> in this movie. Can't remember which one, but I'm gonna go look at it now after. Yeah, when you find it, send me a picture. Yeah, Please. yeah. Um, it's in my closet, it. so that's why I don't have it on me right now. Um, yeah, I don't. I this is not at all what I was expecting, and I loved it. Can I can't even remember show? what was going to be my other pick. I was like, it's between this movie and this one. I'm like, eh, fuck it. I'll go with From Dust Till Dawn. I'm trying to find out where I can watch the show. It's, I think it's, well, it's already Network, so. It's on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix? Awesome. Yeah. I don't know. It gave vibes of like a, a Showtime show just when I saw the poster. So I was like, maybe I'll be on Showtime. The poster gave Showtime or Stars vibes for some reason. Yeah, from dusk. Hold on. Oh, there it is. Yeah, no shit. Three seasons. 
Nice. Which, by Funny the way, enough. I believe this this was the movie when Danny Trejo, what's it called, uh, saw uh, Sama Hayek. She she showed him, he showed her her uh, his uh, his tattoo of her. And he was like, I got you tattooed. He goes, What was the first time we're meeting? He's like, you came to me in my dreams, and I just tattooed you on me. He has a tattoo of her. Yep, yep, he has a tattoo of her. Oh shit! Oh my god. In the middle of his chest. Oh wow. He didn't even know who like he had never worked with her. And he was just like, You came to me in That's my insane. Dream, so I decided to tattoo you on me. That's crazy. <laughs> what year did Desperado come out? Ninety five. Okay, so this was this movie came out. This you. was a year a year or two after uh uh a Mr. Uh, Joseph Layden met Sama Hayek on the set of Desperado. Yep. I wonder if he's met Danny Trejo. Probably. Yeah. Most likely. (sighs) This was a good movie. Yep. Big recommend. Great success. Uh, So... Thank you guys for listening. Raul. What's up? Where can, where can people find you? Uh, <clears throat> the Nerdy Channel on both Instagram and Twitter. Twitch.tv slash the Channel. On YouTube under my full name because I don't have 100 subscribers yet. But I'm at, I think I'm at 79. So I'm getting there. Y'all, please help me. Alejandro Mendoza. And uh, yeah, that's it. Nerdcore.com for all the stuff I write and shit like that. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for coming on your birthday. You're very busy, 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 big day. Um. Uh. Um. You you can find me everywhere at Lucky Peach. I'll be C K Y Peach. Uh. In the description of the episode, there is a link tree. Uh. That will take you to Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Letterboxd, uh, YouTube, to Discord. Uh, um. Um. Patreon at patreon.com slash like peach. Um, Twitch, something else. I'm always forgetting something. Um, um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, there will also be a link for how you can support Ukraine uh, and um, uh, the link to the stickers, the Lucky Speech stickers is Kofi, K-O dash F-I forward slash the Lucky Speech. They're We'll also be a link to that in the description of the episode. Um, I think that is all. Next week, I will be reviewing Cyrano. Finally. Fucking finally. I will be reviewing Cyrano. Um, yeah. Thank you to my patrons at patreon.com slash peach. I appreciate you. And I will see you guys next week. Stay peachy.